0: Input Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got stories for gamers and for texters. This is a real PlayStation 5 that's been customized to, well, a Spider-Man theme. And I did this really quickly, right, this was truly done with very little effort, and if you spend some effort on this thing, you could create some crazy stuff, and I think over the next little bit, people are going to go wild with these things. The PlayStation 5's widely mocked design comes with at least one advantage over the new Xbox. Its big side panels are easily removed and perfect for customization. Samuel Paulet, co-host of the podcast Culture Vacuum, recently wrote an InputMag.com guide to painting your PS5 without destroying it. Here he is reading an excerpt from his piece.
1: First, I can only advise people to paint their PS5's side panels. They have no electronics whatsoever, meaning there is no risk of damaging your console's actual computer by doing this. That being said, Sony doesn't have replacement panels officially for sale, and Sony already shut down a company trying to make third-party panels. So, if you mess up your paint job, you'll be stuck with those
0: plates until Sony decides to sell new ones. Welcome to the show, Samuel. Thanks for having me, Mark. So for this piece, you actually painted your own PS5. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, I was one of the lucky few who was able to get a PS5 pre-order. Happened at midnight. Someone in one of my Discord channels sent me the Amazon link, and I couldn't believe... I checked it every day to make sure they didn't cancel it. When I saw Dave 2D on YouTube, he painted his red, and then he put a Spider-Man sticker on it. Instantly, I was like, yeah, I'm doing that with my console because if you watch sony's teardown of it the plates are super easy to remove and that's partly because there's an m.2 drive for storage expansion that isn't quite turned on yet but at some point they will turn it on so the plates are purposefully made to be user removable so that you can get to that ssd drive and install your own and you know we assume at some point sony will sell their own plates but until then i was like you know i'm gonna turn mine blue because i don't want a big white monstrosity sitting in my media cabinet
0: yeah, we've covered how ugly the PS5 is on this show before, but you made yours look a lot better.
1: Yeah, so if you look at the piece on input, you can see I didn't quite do it right. The angle was wrong. I was a bit too close. But even though I'm sure you know spray painting enthusiasts will critique my form, it still turned out pretty well. And I think that just speaks to how easy of a process this is to do for people like I think the DIY community for people who really know how to paint stuff they're going to have a field day with this but if all you want is
0: just to change your console's color it's very easy to do and very hard to mess up some people are also customizing their controllers which we cover in a separate piece on inputmag.com are you going to do anything with your controller probably not because
1: there's you know there's ports and there's a microphone and all sorts of other internals on the controller that seems to be a more involved process you can also disassemble the controller and paint it that way but I don't really trust myself to do that level of disassembly so I'll probably just wait for an official DualSense controller to come in a color that I like if I choose to do that
0: you can follow Samuel on Twitter at Samuel now on to today's second story Well, new emojis are on the way. 117 new ones are approved to roll out later this year. Now, the big theme appears to be gender inclusivity. Another entry sure to be popular is called Italian hand gesture. You know, it's the pitched fingers often used to express confusion, disbelief or rejection. Ninjas, bubble tea, a human heart, and even a smiley face shedding a single tear also made the cut. There are too many emoji, and it has to stop. So argues inputmag.com editor-in-chief Joshua Topolsky in a recent piece for the site. A few years back, he says, something sort of horrible began. We just kept making emoji for pretty much everything. He worries that we're reaching a moment when our emoji will become too literal, too obvious. Here's Joshua reading an excerpt from his piece.
2: This year alone, iOS 14 has seen the introduction of symbols like the anatomically accurate heart and lungs, a person feeding a baby, and a pot of fondue. Fondue. A person feeding a baby? What's wrong with a person plus a bottle plus a baby? Are we going to make a literal emoji representation out of every possible thought or action? What's next? An actual penis emoji to take the place of the beloved eggplant? A human butt instead of the shapely peach? Welcome back to the show, Josh. Thank you for having me. So what spurred this rant? <laughs> well, honestly, this rant has been a long time coming. I I have watched the slow creep of additional emoji or emojis being added to the library and have had this thought that's been kind of like knocking around in my head, which is part of the charm of the emoji, at least in my experience, the charm of the emoji is you almost have to kind of figure out what someone's saying to you and the things that you say, you know, it's like a heart and fire could mean like different things. Like maybe you have heartburn or maybe your heart is on fire for somebody. I mean, there's all these ways you can think of it. And so if you have a heart on fire, which by the way is now a new emoji, it sort of like reduces, at least that one's a little still a little bit vague, but it kind of reduces the possibilities. And so in a way, I have always thought of emoji as like the alphabet, right? And you can put those things together in a way that form thoughts or words. But the more that we try to make these very specific emoji for very specific things, I feel like the less charming and interesting and creative of a communication platform the emoji becomes. But you do point out in the piece that there are some really specific emojis that we seem to need. Yeah, I mean, there's a great argument for lots of additions to the emoji library. You know, certainly any emoji that increase inclusivity, emojis that represent different genders, emojis that represent different sort of family structures. Those are all really great and necessary. Uh, You know, they did a big update where you know, this was a few years ago, but where you had a selection of skin tones. So it wasn't just the sort of cartoonish Simpsons yellow emoji. Now you've got a range of skin tones from light to dark and that's great. But then there's some like the fondue, you know, did we need the fondue? Couldn't we do a piece of cheese? with a pot and some fire or, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways you could do. Maybe it's a piece of cheese with one of those little, like a stick thing. I don't know if there's a skewer emoji or not, but you know, the point is, I think that there are good and bad additions. I think that there are certainly necessary additions. I think where I get, and by the way, this is, of course, I hope you understand a very minor and essentially meaningless complaint in the grand scheme of the world as it is these days. Oh, you mean this isn't a major campaign issue now? This is not a major I don't I'm not going to run for president in 2024 on this platform of we need fewer emojis. But I think you know it's just I feel like what's fun is the peach is a great example or the eggplant, right? Nobody created the peach to mean an ass. But people took that peach and they looked at it and they're like, "Wow, that looks like a nice butt." And that became the butt emoji. You know, the eggplant became the penis emoji, and I love that people got creative with it. I love that people had to Think about the ways to express themselves and be creative with these symbols. I think if you had a literal penis emoji, sure, there's lots of things you could do with it. It's just not as much fun or as interesting to me. And it kind of takes away from the beauty of that way of communicating, which is you need a little bit of curiosity. It can be a little bit surprising. It is often delightful or funny in a way that you don't expect because people are using their brains to come up with a way to symbolize things that don't necessarily have A specific symbol, and I think that's been part of why emoji communication has been on such a huge rise amongst people who communicate with one another.
0: I noticed in the essay you cited your friend and the designer Jennifer Daniel, who invents emojis. What was her reaction to your essay?
2: Well, actually Her reaction, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say this publicly, we DM'd about it a little bit. And she basically said that she agrees with what I was saying. And in fact, I think she's published some papers or some articles about this sort of increasing growth of the emoji library and how it can be, you know, sort of detrimental to the use of the form. So I think while, you know, obviously she sees the need, and I think everybody sees the need for growing the library in a way, like a taco emoji makes perfect sense to me. You know, I think that's a great one. You can't really come up with how do you talk about a taco abstractly? There's no set of things you can put together that would really would have people get it. So I think there's certain things where it makes a lot of sense, but I worried that she would disagree because her job is to really kind of come up with these. But in, I think, the process of doing it in the kind of the, frankly, very scientific view that she takes of how this system works, I think there is a feeling that there can be too many, such a thing as too many emojis.
0: You can follow Joshua on Twitter at Joshua Topolsky, and I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening.